there. Here we are, Thursday again. It couldn't happen to a nicer person. That's right. It's Thursday, January 13th, 2022. Sure is, all day long. <laughs> and onward and upward we go into the winter. It's a little cold, but the snow's not sticking. It True. Stay. Got a little frigid, a little bit frigid. So we had Those some, we had some uh, listener mail. Oh. Yeah, there there was a, a pitch suggested for uh, for time for go to bed for a new tagline. Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Time for go to bed. No one of great importance listens. I beg to differ. I think most. I think most of the people that enjoy that would enjoy that uh, that tagline. Yeah, it's fun. So I don't think that listener really. Uh, I don't think they have our best interest at heart. No, no one of great no. importance li- would listen to this show. I thought. All of our listeners are of great importance because they're our friends, and they're nice. I think so too. Yeah. And they're nice, and they're yeah. kind, and they don't yep. send hate-filled letters to people. Yeah, have... because Ken got a hateful letter, and he yeah. got um, some unsolicited um, criticisms of the podcast, and um, I also got some unsolicited criticisms. Yeah. As my of my. My roles in life. Apparently, yes. people can see from another state that I'm not doing a good job. Yeah, and um, I, I find it interesting too that uh, the, this person who decided to uh, send their 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 constructive criticism. Um, <laughs> well, two two. I don't impl- think she made an attempt to be constructive. No, all. no, I'm I'm being very no. facetious. Yeah. Um, I, but there are two two bits of advice that I have to give to anybody who wants to send correspondence through the mail. If you're gonna mess with somebody, make sure you're <laughs> smart. Make sure they're not smarter than you because you're not a smart True. person. And secondly, yeah. if you're going to send correspondence through the mail. Don't use an envelope from your place of employment. Oh. That's all. Not smart. That's Not all. Smart at all. But yeah, so on onward and upward with the show. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, here we go. Uh, I'm excited because uh, January are we're still we we're still relatively strong in our sales. Uh, so they're they're wavering a little bit, but we've had um, you know a lot of we're getting a lot of interest, a lot of views, a lot of watches on. Things mm-hmm. that we're putting up because our variety is growing exponentially. We're pushing, you know, by spring we're going to be up to, uh, we're going to be up to two thousand items before spring probably, uh, sure. beca- because we have uh, we're on the cusp of fifteen hundred, and yeah. which is pretty great because it seems like just yesterday we cracked a thousand items. Now and, I remember, and of course we. And we kept trying to get to a thousand, and then people would keep buying stuff. And I'm like, oh, well, we'll get there, you know. So it's a uh, good problem to have, let me tell you. It is, it really is. If you if you really you want to get more stuff out, but people keep buying it, that's nice. Yeah, that's what we're here for. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah. So, um, real quick. So, yeah, we, uh, uh, thank you, Susan. She let me take a nap today and took the packages to the post office. So, yeah, I went to the post office on my own. I can do that now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, Susan's feeling a lot better, too. We, there was a, a medicine, uh, mix up. I was taking two, two medicine, two of my medicines were badly counteracting with each other and was causing just misery. And, uh, it was horrible. It was horrible. Yeah. No doctor on, would admit that it was happening, and uh, that's weird. It manifested but, on Christmas, and I drove her to the emergency room on the day after Christmas. Yeah. And But then, once that medicine more started drama. clearing out of your system... Yeah, um, no more mm, shooting pain. Yeah, no I more. thought I had a nerve problem. I, mm-hmm. I, I was terrified. So. Yeah, so... Um, so yeah, so that, you know, now that that problem's taken care of, we have another one, (laughs) but anyway, we're not going to talk about that anymore. Um, because that's a person of no great importance. No great Um, importance. But you know what? I think that the people in the chat room are of great importance and the people that have listened to time for go to bed and fairy lights for fairy nights and the people that have listened to. Um, it, it came, came from, from Cleveland, Cleveland and the people that have listened to even way back in the day, you know, um, mm-hmm. I can't, all the programs, yeah. all, the programs. all the programs, all the programs and have enjoyed it and have reached out to each other and been friends. And, you know, like, that's nice. It's a good yeah. thing for you to do during a pandemic. You were doing it beforehand, but it's nice. So, you know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, uh, you know, I, I, you know, this is just a silly, a silly person who can't be taken seriously and they, um, they will soon learn the error of their ways. Um, (laughs) and, um, let me see. So yeah, let's get to, uh, let's get to our eBay and and look at some things that we, we do have a rather, I'm, I'm very excited about the, what we sold block today. Because it's it's all really different, so it's showing that mm-hmm. we are getting to the point. What what our motto is a movie for everybody. Um, yeah, that's our ju- new motto. It's pretty new. It's a pretty new motto. Yeah, we just you got just my, thought of that. Yeah, we just got my um, my Christmas present today, which was exciting. <laughs> um, my Christmas present was a wholesale order of uh, new uh, a wide variety of new sealed DVDs. Very exciting. Mm-hmm. And you know he's into it if instead of asking for stuff for himself, he's more like, I need stuff to sell because I'm yeah. into selling. Yeah, I got and enough that's stuff. that's what we're excited about. I got enough stuff. I sold off uh, the, the larger portion of my actual video collection, too. So, um, yeah. And I'm happy about it. There are a few things that I'm having a hard time letting go of just because I don't think they're selling for what they should and... Um, you know, I've got my Alejandro Jodorowsky box set I looked up the other day and I'm like, eh, I don't think it's selling for that much more than what I paid for it, which I probably was about 50 bucks at the time. And that's about what it's selling for. Yeah. And, and of course it was new and sealed when I bought it. Um, but, uh, the, and then things like there's a really great DVD collection of Beanie and Cecil stuff that I don't, I don't think I'm going to let go of because it's really, it's a, it's a really rare gem. So, um, 
So yeah, so so let's take a look at some of the things that sold in the last week. Um, mm. We've had a couple uh, a couple slow days, one or two slow days. Uh, I won't give away the last two things, the last three things that we sold because that'll be exciting. Adam will be excited. There was, I will say, there was. Uh, I sold one of those anime things that I put up recently. Nice. So um, don't know if he's familiar with it, but we, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, so yeah, fun little oddball item, uh, something Susan bought me that I, I never used because I, I kind of felt bad taking it out of the package because the package was so nice and, um, and I actually don't really have need of them anymore. And they're, they're, they're cool, but they're kind of, <laughs> they're kind of an odd shape for my ears. It was a package yeah. of BBC TARDIS earbuds, brand new in package. And, um, so somebody, somebody got those. And I played a little trick on them too. I had this little plastic spaceman that I put in the box. So with the, when you shake the box, it rattles around. But the uh, the earbuds are totally like in a in a padded envelope in there. But this little plastic spaceman, when they get it, they're gonna be like, "Oh my god, it's broken!" And then they're gonna open up and say, "Oh my god, it's a cute little spaceman." So uh, that'll make them happy. Um, we got uh, we've had a few decent sales from what we refer to as the Highland um, acquisition, which was a $50 purchase of over 100 sealed DVDs, so they're roughly 50 cents a piece. This now is putting us in the black every sale we get off of this. Um, it was a movie called The Author, The Star, and The Keeper, brand new great indie family drama. And, yeah, never um, heard of it. <laughs> Yeah, never did either. Uh, but it was from 2020, mm. so you know, having new movies never hurts. Oh, I didn't know you it was know. that new. That's cool. Yeah. Um, then uh, we had a Blu-ray copy, unsealed Blu-ray copy of Life, the 2007 um, Rebecca Ferguson, Ryan, Ryan Reynolds, a bunch of other actors mm -hmm. uh, were in that kind of an alien type of movie. You know, trapped on a space station with an alien life force kind of thingy. Um, and then I love this because it goes DVD, Blu-ray, then VHS. And, you know, we go from outer space all the way back to Earth with the adventures of Tom Sawyer from 1938 on VHS. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's kind of fun. And then we had a factory seal movie called Across the Moon, a movie with Christina Applegate that I found for a dollar. Um, at a, a local store that still sells videos, um, mm -hmm. sealed with minor flaws. I got twenty two ninety nine out of it, so that's kind of fun. And then here's another one of those uh, from the Highlander uh, acquisition. Um, just go with it. That's my boy, and another Adam Sandler movie. I won't mention um, because it might be slightly offensive to some people. Um, but yeah, I sold that for 10 bucks, you know, so the, the profit margin on that's about seven bucks, you know, after all the fees and everything and shipping materials. But yeah, so those DVDs are great because it's all, it's all brand new stuff. And <laughs> the, uh, got all the stickers removed from the cellophane, you, you know, you use lighter fluid if you have to, but you know, a lot of times the stickers will peel off and then you just, just have to clean off a little residue from around the, where the edge of the sticker was. It kind of leaves like a ring, you know? Um, and that usually just wipes off with a little, you know, an, a, a, a paper towel dampened with alcohol, rubbing alcohol. Um, uh, this one was fun. Another one from the huge acquisition, the King's Highway one that we always talk about. 
the Hulan and Big Chuck show DVD, uh, King the Wonder Dog, uh, tribute to yeah. King the Wonder Dog. And I threw in a bonus. There was a burned CD that came with it, but I couldn't advertise it of Big Chuck and Little John songs. So I sent that to the guy and said, hey, I couldn't advertise this, but, you know, thought you might appreciate it. And um, let me see. What was the date of the last show we did? It was the 6th, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. I see um, that Adam and yeah. uh, Foxfire are in the chat room right now. Yeah. Um, do you guys have local... Uh, movie hosts as it is you know like Big Chuck and Little John are our local Cleveland movie hosts and basically they have shows on a I, it's not really it wasn't a cable access it was like the local station yeah late at and night they, had, they showed late night movies and um, do you guys have that kind of thing like I know other cities do like Chicago we watch Sven Gulli but no, that's, I mean, we uh, have, yeah, oh yeah, you're right, that's Sangoli. It, it is, I think it's Chicago, but, um... I just was thinking Goulardi when you said Sangoli, so... Um, no, Sangoli, but yeah, um, yeah. I just wondered if you guys had those, um, yeah. even if they were from times past, because I'm not really familiar with them, but anyway... That would make a cool coffee table book if there was like a, you know... A, that would, it would, yeah. A comprehensive history of late night hosts... Cause yeah, I late night Because I had the luxury of watching Bill Cardill, a.k.a. Chili Billy Cardilly, um, I think on WPXI out of Pittsburgh, uh, who was the, uh, he was the reporter in the field talking to the sheriff or something like that in Night of the Living Dead, and then went on to become a yeah. horror host. Um, so Foxfire, Foxfire says, we don't have any local hosts anymore. We used to have one. On our UF UHF station in the eighties, yeah, that's when we we had one too. Then that's what this is, Big Chuck mm -hmm. and Little John. And then Adam says, "I don't have any sort of TV, <laughs> no antenna, but I'm sure Nashville does." Yeah, yeah, probably does. And he was from Chicago anyway. too, so yeah, um, yeah, that's true. But um, but yeah, it, um. But yeah, so the, the big Chuck and Little John thing, you know, I got, you know, I sold that for thirty five ninety nine. <laughs> you know, uh, it's interesting because, to me, you know, like it's not. Yeah, and uh, the Hulahan and Big Chuck show essentially replaced Goulardi, and then Big Chuck and Little John replaced the Hulahan and Big Chuck show. Um, and then the ghoul was operating on a separate channel. And then Son of Ghoul came later and operated on an, an Akron channel. Um, and I'm not even familiar with Son of Ghoul. I don't even remember that. But Yeah, it was pretty dumb. <laughs> um, so another acquisition where we're, we're in the black for all the merch. Uh, the overall purchase, I think, was somewhere around $41. The Mark's Discount Store Um buyout of former rentals yeah. that were sealed that I opened up and cleaned up a movie called 1999 from 1997 <laughs> on DVD um, yeah Amanda Pete and Jennifer Garner sexy raunchy drama former rental sold mm. for tw sold for 12.99 so any profit off of that is all in the black um, we had 
I don't know what this Joker was up to, but I had a set of, um, I have a bunch of sets of factory sealed James Bond movies. Um, they're, they're like second edition James Bond movies where they have like painted cover art, um, which are pretty nice. And, you know, a couple other, you know, a couple other editions, but I kind of did a mix and match and put, tried to put two movies together that are roughly chronological, uh, and, I have a copy of Thunderball and On Her Majesty's Secret Service uh, together, and I had them up for thirty five ninety nine or something like that. I had a watcher, and I sent an offer of like twenty twenty seven ninety nine or something like that, and he counter offered yeah. it eighteen dollars, and I accepted. Yeah. And I sent him a nice message, <laughs> and I said, "I have a bunch of other sets, and I'll cut you a deal on those if you're interested too." And he immediately canceled the order. And I'm like, what happened there? <laughs> I was so excited to get one of these stinking James Bond sets moved. But he canceled. Yeah. Canceled. Danker. Yeah. Danker. Uh, Taxi Driver on uh, DVD I sold for eight nineteen. dollars uh, That was a dollar movie at a local thrift store. Um, yeah. Axum... A 1992 low-budget slasher horror tested VHS on a yellow tape sold for $25.19. And uh, that was, yeah, January 8th. Um, And, you know, and this, when I say this was a low-budget movie, I watched part of it and I was like, I don't even think they knew how to do it. It looked like it was shot on a cell phone. It was mm-hmm. so bad. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even take up the whole screen on 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 the the VCR TV combo. Oh it, wow. <laughs> it was like it was like a small box. It wasn't like letterbox. It was like a small box in the center of the screen with a uh, like a black field all the way around the like a black frame mm-hmm. all the way around the picture. And I just w- watched and I and I put it in the description. Let me see if I still have the description. Uh, of this one because I was pretty proud of it. Um, let me see. Yeah, here it is. Here's a tested former blockbuster rental of the 1992 no budget slasher flick Axum. I don't know much about this movie, but I tested it. See my description comments below. The sleeve has moderate shelfware. Uh, the blah, 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 the tape is. Uh, and yeah, the tape is tested and looks and sounds about as good as it could ever be. This is a cheaply, uh, mm. a cheaply made product, and the, and the cinematography, if you want to call it that, is terrible. The sound is awful too. I think this movie was made with a cheap video camera from 35 or more years ago. The picture at the <laughs> beginning of the movie has a big border around it. As if the format of the movie was uh, was made that couldn't be adapted to full screen. But hey, the tape is yellow. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and it sold, and I and it was delivered, and I haven't heard it. It's gone. It's out of my life. And that that was from a large acquisition of uh, stuff. That was the Cabin in the Woods one, the Johnny Cage. Yeah. Oh, I love that movie. Um. And uh, yeah. So, uh, it. Well, no, I'm saying it was from the Johnny oh, Cage, cabin in the, the woods, actual yeah. literal cabin in the woods. Uh, yeah, that was not, creepy. Not the movie. It was a creepy cabin in the woods. Oh yeah, yeah, he was a killer. Mm-hmm. Um, I know it. Uh, also, uh, another <laughs> another flashback to uh, King's Highway. Uh, 
Uh, the Commissar X collection. It's not X as in rated X. It's um, because it's like three 60s sexy German spy-o-rama movies is how they describe them. And um, it, they're just really bad-looking James Bond rip-off movies. Three on one disc. Got 20 bucks for that. Mm -hmm. Again, everything that came out of King's Highway is like the the gold standard for us. You know, outside of stuff from from my collection and the you know the more rare stuff from dad's collection that that's that's the most valuable stuff we have the 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 king's king's highway one um spider uh ray fine uh movie from 2002 i don't know where that came from it i think it was a mm -hmm. former rental copy uh that was that, that sold for 12.50 Oh yeah, and then Chased by Sea Monsters. Uh, Which that... actually is pretty interesting because I was like, we've sold it like three times or twice, I yeah. forget. Twice. But I was kind of like, I want to see this. And I looked it up on YouTube and I was like, wow, Chased by Sea Monsters is pretty neat because they do an, you know, like CGI, a... CGI. They film the guy and then they film the CGI prehistoric creature that, that what they think it would look like chasing him and i'm like that's cool it was kind of neat looking well the oh. guy was it was an overseas sale and he was like he's like i've been looking for this this video forever if you wouldn't mind could <laughs> and he's like you said you have multiples of this right and i was like yeah i i because I, I literally had four copies of it at, at that time now i have three <laughs> and oh. and he was like uh, you know, if it if it's not, too, I don't mean to sound rude, but can uh, I've really been looking forward to getting this movie. Can you send me the nicest copy that you have? And I was like, sure. So sure. I looked at him, and I I ascertained what I thought the nicest one was, and I sent it to him because it's like because quite frankly, they kind of looked a lot alike, and they kind of are all in good condition and never been opened out of the plastic. Yeah, and that's why. Some of them had nice looking. Some of them had slightly better studio stamps. I think no, maybe no. maybe one of them had a little bunching on the side that was unsightly. Oh, okay. yeah. You know things like that. I don't think there are any snags in the plastic or anything. But I'm looking at two of them now because I'm we're, I sit I'm sitting right beside our backstock shelf of duplicates. You want a copy of Chase by Sea Monsters? We got three left in stock. Galaxy Quest. Three, <laughs> Galaxy Quest, three left in stock. Armageddon, uh, Armageddon mm -hmm. with Bruce Willis, three left in stock. Star Trek Nemesis, three left in stock. Russell Crowe, mm -hmm. Gladiator, three left in stock. Air Force One, three left in stock. Basic Instinct, okay, four, okay. Okay. four okay. left in stock. <laughs> I'm just saying that's the that's the King's Highway stuff. I mean, we've got yeah, we've, yeah. We have three, four, five copies of certain movies, so we just keep them all together. Once one comes down, yeah. we pull it from the back stock shelf. We take new pictures of the one that we're selling, keep the description, mm -hmm. modify the description if the condition is sl very slightly or the addition. So you know, um, it's just uh, you know, it's just fun. It's it's fun to 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 run a store and you know have all these bins. And Susan can tell you, I mean, there's only. The only time I get confused about where things are is there's three separate bins right now of newer DVDs um, that are not alphabetized. At some point, um, you know, they'll come out of the bins and I'll have shelving in the garage and we'll be able to alphabetize or categorize by yeah. date or something like that. Um, and, um, 
you know, it's just, uh, it, it's just, you know, having them in the bins. I have a pretty good short-term memory when it comes to stuff. Um, and, you know, because, you know, I, I, I've always kept track of my CD collection and everything. It's all alphabetized and yeah. bagged and in the shelves and, you know, certain things are categorized certain ways. And, you know, I just, I don't know, I kind of have like uh, a li a bit of a librarian gene or something in me. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there, there have been very few instances where I've been like, Susan, I can't find it. Help me. And then you come and help and you're like, oh yeah, that's because we did this with it, you know, because, you know, we put it in this drawer, we put it in this, you know, because we have a, a cabinet uh, with glass doors in, in the other room that has sealed stuff in the top, and then there's some sealed stuff in the drawer beneath it, but it's like oversized sets. But we had this one tape that just ended up in there because, you know, we ran out of room on the top shelves. But now the shelves in there that are thinning out, so... Um, mm -hmm. Uh, you know that shelf in particular. So we're gonna start. I think we're start alphabetizing the sealed uh, VHS because we almost have all of our sealed VHS stuff listed. Yeah, we're down to like the dumbest stuff to list. It's awful. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, so that's it. We thought we thought I thought nobody would buy Chased by Sea Monsters. I thought nobody would buy. A lot of things. <laughs> I like. I don't mind listing the dinosaur things and stuff like. That. It's just like, there's a bunch of like stuff about warplanes and stuff like that. You know, yeah. like, you know, yeah. it's like mysteries of the 20th World century. I, I'm noticing World War II history stuff does not sell well, but I don't know. Um, yeah, I'm just kind of leaving it out there for like the the hanger on luddites who you know might be looking for something but there's like kind of a glut of that stuff because a lot of that yeah. stuff was government video that's public domain um so they're just like you know we're we're just gonna um you know we're just you know these companies good times videos video or whatever would just put a bunch of stuff on vhs and sell it as a set with some kind of chintzy cover art and sure. you know try and make a quick buck so but anyway, it's uh we we started late, so uh but now it's it's time we got to get to what we sold for this week. So that's exciting, because those are the only three items we didn't mention. We save those in a little soundbite for you in the forms of trailers and and whatnot. But the third mm -hmm. uh, thing that we got it was an anime, and um, it is a song, and it is in Japanese. Maybe Adam can ascertain some of the lyrics once it comes up. So, oh, yeah. So you got two trailers and then the theme from an anime show. Um, mm -hmm. So let me see. Okay, what we sold. Here it is. All right, we'll be back in six minutes and 23 seconds. I did it again. I'm taking the one from the bottom because I keep for it, it's like it numerical. It puts them in the in the folder numerically, uh, so yeah. it's it's one. I I keep putting in twelve sixteen and and not going to the top for one thirteen. <laughs> so okay. never mind. Here we go. What we <laughs> sold one thirteen twenty twenty two. Human trafficking. Dragovich kidnaps young girls in Southeast Asia and sells them all over the globe. Skin trades worth billions of dollars. Last year alone, over 2,000 cases. 
And I consider every single one of those a tragedy. You're gonna make sure that coming to America was the worst decision Victor Dragovich ever made. This is the police. You should have killed me. How the hell can you sleep at night? Rosa and Sophia are dead. Drogovich, you think you're somewhere in Thailand? Where's Drogovich? No one with a heart can do what you do. Love money is still money. No, no, wait, wait. Over. Y'all gonna end up unemployed riding around in this pile of junk. You're welcome to walk the 16 miles. Or oh, sit in the back of the bus. Like me you have identification on you? NASA, sir. NASA? I had no idea they hired There are quite a few women working in the space program. Least I can do is give y'all an escort. Three Negro women are chasing a white police officer down the highway in 1961. That is a God-ordained miracle. In 14 days, astronauts will be here for training. And we're shooting a human into space, and it's never been done before. With the launch of the Russian spy satellite, the president is demanding an immediate response. Running from the man. Space test group needs a computer. Catherine's the gal for that. She can handle any numbers you put in front of her. This is about inventing the math, because without it, we're not going anywhere. Yes, sir. That's John Glenn. What do you guys do for NASA? Calculate your launch and landing site. How could you be ogling these white men? It's equal rights. I have the right to see fine in every color. If you were a white male, would you wish to be an engineer? I wouldn't have to. I'd already be one. Yes, it's an uphill battle. Did it, I don't know if I can keep up in that room. Just make that pencil move as fast as your mind does. You've been gone for 300 hours. It felt like it to me, too. Colonel Glenn launches in a few weeks. We don't have the math figured out yet. There is no protocol for women attending. There's no protocol for a man circling the Earth either, sir. Every time we have a chance to get ahead, they move the finish line. I need to be in that room hearing what you hear. Within these walls, who makes the rules? You, sir, you are the boss. You just have to act like one, sir. We have liftoff. We all get there together, we don't get there at all. In the fight of our lives, people. My gals are ready. We can do the work. More than 50 million Americans watching. I got a warning light. Go find Catherine. Colonel Glenn. There's a real fireball outside. It's getting a little hot in here.
になることありそうもない先祖のつけを背負い込んでるとぼとぼ歩く未来だけしかめで生きればごまかし聞くけどそこまで頭が悪くもないないないやけくそやけくそやけくそパワー開き直れば力が湧くぜやけくそやけくそやけくそパワーでもしなければ進めない仕事においらの誇りをかけて So,、uh, reverse order, that was、uh, Mighty、mm-hmm. Space Miners, is the American、uh, name of that. Mighty Space Miners, VHS Clamshell from 1995, I believe, just sold the other day.、Uh, and then、uh, yesterday we sold Hidden Figures. And today we sold,、uh, that was a Blu ray. So that's nice, VHS Blu ray. And then、uh, we just sold DVD of. The Dolph Lundgren movie Skin Trade, which also has Ron Perlman, Peter Weller, and Michael Jai White. So, pretty cool movie.、Um, you know, a pretty cool action movie. Good cast, at least. And,、um, but yeah, and Hidden Figures was something that we just got from an estate sale. You, you got, won an auction of a bunch of、um, a lot of historical and World War II period pieces like. Yeah. That one in the imitation game, stuff like that,、uh, some family and some romance and stuff like that. You got a won the auction for 22 bucks, and we just made back like、yeah. half of that with the, with the,、uh, with that. Hidden figures.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. We we tried、um, because this time of year isn't isn't really famous for estate sales and yard sales. So some of them, due to COVID, I'm sure, are purely auctioned online. So. That's kind of fun. But you, I mean, for every auction, you got to log in, you got to password, you got to find your bid, you know, and, and then you got to go at the pickup time, apparently on Saturday. So we tried that for the first time last Saturday, and that worked、mm-hmm. out. So yeah. It's, it's kind of fun. So yeah, yeah. And, um, Uh, so, so, yeah, but there, you know, there was some interesting stuff in there.、Um, you know, there was a lot of World War II stuff, and you know, there, it does seem, that stuff seems to just drag, but at some point we'll take, you know, take some stuff like that down, try and put it in lots, and maybe some collector will want to snag it all. We'll categorize、yeah. it according to sealed or unsealed. Usually, we don't, I don't list a lot of documentary type stuff if it's unsealed, unless it's like, Rare, I mean, it's a horror documentary, something like that. Yeah, it goes up no matter what condition it's in, as long as it plays. 
Um, and, um, you know, because I recently just posted. I posted some really cool documentaries recently. There was a Ray Harryhausen one called um, yeah. ooh, Aliens, Monsters, and Me. Um, mm -hmm. which was really cool because, you know, it has, it, 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 you know, I, that's something I would love to watch. Um, but it, it seemed like kind of an obscure thing. I could not find another one for sale. Um, and I, I love, I love this one. I have, uh, uh, popular mechanics, like it's called magic of the movies or something. And this one was monster movies hosted by Christopher Reeve. And the thing is, it made me so mad because, on the box, there's no mention of Christopher Reeve. There's a tiny, tiny little black and white picture. And I was like, is that Christopher Reeve? Yeah. And I tested it. And lo and behold, it was hosted by Christopher Reeve. And, yeah. um, you know, and, and it, it highlighted stuff from like Jaws and Poltergeist and all kinds yeah, of yeah. other stuff. And so that was that was pretty rad. Um, and then there's a Hammer documentary I put up and a Bella Lugosi documentary. Um, mm -hmm. you know, those are all on VHS. Um, sadly, I would love to have all that stuff on DVD, but you know, the VHS stuff still does sell. We just got an inquiry about, um, one of our oldest listings, um, a copy of, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 3, The Dream Warriors, um, former rental copy that's tested. That movie sells pretty well. But we just got an inquiry because it was an older listing. We didn't really take sufficient pictures for it, so they're asking for new new pictures. And um, so I'm like, yeah, well, absolutely. So I'm probably gonna give them a big price drop too because it's listed for like forty bucks or something like that. So, um, but uh, see what he see what they go for. But yeah, I really like that. You know, again, just having this variety. Uh, and you know, and I, well, I just got a really nice compliment from somebody too, that we, uh, I unfortunately, and this is probably the last time I'll do this is I listed a DVD copy of village of the damned and children of the damned, not the Christopher oh, Reeve version, yeah. but the originals. Um, and, um, it was a former library copy and it was a double sided disc Double-sided discs notoriously screw up. Um, <laughs> I've had CDs and DVDs that screw up. Well, this was not tested, and the guy got it, and it would uh, freeze up in the middle of every chapter. So I just gave him a refund and said, don't worry about it, throw it out, do whatever. Um, and um, he... Um, and he was really gracious about it and said, you know, he did, he said, I didn't, you know, he saw we had a hundred percent feedback and he didn't want to sully our, our good feedback rating and want to, you know, so I just gave him a, a refund. It wasn't that much. It was like, you know, an eight, $9 movie. Um, and, uh, and he said, I have you saved as a seller. You have a really great selection. I'll be making a purchase soon. I, there's a couple movies in mind. And I and I said, oh, we have a bunch in our buy, too. Get one free, too. So uh, maybe he'll get a free movie out of it. Um, so, yeah. So that's, um, you know, uh, you know, we, we always try and stay up on the customer service because we, we do not want to lose our 100% uh, feedback. Now I just had another. I uh, we've had those are two returns we've had in the last like six months. Now we haven't had a return in a long time, 
And uh, the one return we just got is something I could not have anticipated. It was a sealed copy of Roger Corman's The Gunslinger from like like not one of his first movies from like the late fifties, and it was a factory sealed VHS. The guy got it, and whatever they used to coat the VHS, and this was a cheaply made VHS from a cheapo company like Good Times. I don't know if it was Good Times or what a company it was, but um, whatever coating was on the tape started flaking off in his machine and he was like it nearly destroyed my machine and i and and that's kind of gross i I wanted known you know it's it's not as gross as it sounds because when you look at it it's you know you can see that there's some minor teeny tiny flaking like like flaking like you know no bigger than like you know a grain of salt flaking it's not like big you know frosted flakes Okay, um, I was assuming it was big frosted flake. No, why would no. I wouldn't even notice grain of salt flaking? <laughs> well, no. If you flip the flip the door up on the on the tape, you can look at it and see that there's like uh-huh. it's like spotting. So that means like the tape was kind of gradually disintegrating. And so, so I, he sent it back. I looked at it and I immediately sent him a refund. Um, you know, uh-huh. now that was only like, that's thing. That's you know. fine. Every so. so often, there's a refund. Yeah. We so. just figure, you know, these are older and you sometimes used, sometimes older items. And, you know, we didn't make them. So. Yeah, the VHS, I, I pretty much if it's, a, if it's a DVD and I knew that it was kind of in rough condition, I'm not going to have them send it back to me. If it was a used VHS and, you know, the, the you know, and I can you know have a recollection of where it probably came from and you know it's like oh it got eaten you know there's a few places that we have used stuff from that i know that you know some of them could be a little problematic because maybe they weren't stored in the perfect you know temperature or something like that um yeah and you know it's kind of a judgment call but if it's a brand new vhs and they crack it open and they play it and they say there's problems with it i'm gonna have him send it back to me so i can look at it because that'll you know that's gonna help me down the road be able to identify problems with sure. products so sure. but um but yeah that village of the damned one i'm not su- surprised at all former library <laughs> copy I, and i don't you know that's like one of the only library copies of anything i have listed the o- other one was the uh it was a f- library copy of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which was really beat up, but it looked great, you know. And I finally sold that thing off, and I haven't heard anything back from that. <laughs> so, um, but it played okay, you know. And um, but you know the box was kind of beat. Um, but yeah, so uh, you, you know we, we've got a pretty strong track record, and I'm I'm pretty happy with that. Um. And uh, I didn't hear any see any comments from Adam on that anime theme song. He probably missed it. Um, but yeah, Mighty Space oh. Miners was um, you know it was in Japanese, so I wondered if he picked up on any of the words in it. But um, he's probably got other things going on. Um, anyway, so yeah, but uh, I'm excited though because we just got our that huge huge order. Oh, this box was so big. And it was pretty decent, pretty decent uh, purchase. A couple of the, the he the guy did throw in a few bonus ones, um, few bonus DVDs. 
Uh, not anything, you know, major. But it was like 136 movies or something like that. 126, I don't know. And huge variety. Satisfying variety of stuff. Because it's it's almost like I divided it into categories today. Of like sci-fi horror and cool and drama and action and then kids and workout and then other uh-huh. like nature stuff and documentary stuff. And we're kind of trying to throw a couple workout in there for January because people have their New Year's resolutions for January and we want to support them with the workout video of their choice. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, <laughs> uh, no, I think it's a smart thing because somebody might be looking for that. They might not want to go online and, you know, do a Peloton thing or do that mirror thing or whatever. They might want to say, you know what, there are DVDs out there. And, and a great thing is a lot of the workout ones, we got our yoga ones. So those are workout videos where you don't require much equipment you know yeah definitely <laughs> and you know there's there's one in there like yoga for kids yoga's for pregnant women yoga's for everybody and you know so we're gonna we're gonna give it a shot and see if we can get some people interested in uh um and you know buying some workout videos you know we have know. sold we have sold a couple workout videos to guys who I think just want to watch them because they have like famous eighties and nineties celebrities in them. You know, we've got at least one or two watchers on that Heather Locklear one on VHS. Ladies, ladies and leotards. (coughs) Yeah. Excuse me. Um, (laughs) but, um, yeah, this weather is bonkers here. We've gone from, you know, make your sinuses a little bit crazy. We went from like, you know, it was like, felt like it was like 10 degrees outside and then the next day it felt like it was 55 and today it felt like it was like 45 and now it's like you know feels like it's about 25 so it's like such a roller coaster and you know both of us have been having sinus crazy issues so but that's ohio for if you don't like the weather wait a minute um yeah very strange and it gets a little warmer every year i think yeah, that's bonkers. It really is. So, got a lot of <laughs> fans of Hidden Figures, I see. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, there you go. Yeah, I watched the trailer and I was like, oh my god, I want to watch it. Um, Foxfire read the book. Oh, nice, nice. So, <laughs> how did the book stack up to the movie Foxfire? Let us know. She said um, it was great. Uh, well, I wondered how the book stands up next to the movie. Or the yeah. movie movie stands up next to the book is what I mean. Um, but, yeah, so, well, uh, let me see. I guess uh, I, I'm going to, I need to go uh, blow my nose. Um, so I think we're going to go <laughs> ahead and go ahead and go to the break uh, right now. Yeah. And uh, when we come back, we're going to get back on the road to Oz, everyone. Um, yes. And um, you know what? Here's a fun what? thing. Let, let's do a recap for this break since the last chapter was only six minutes. Let's listen to the the la, uh, chapter 16 on the break. How about that? All right, here we go. We'll be right back after this. Chapter 16 of The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. 
Chapter 16 Visiting the Pumpkin Field Dorothy let Button Bright wind up the clockwork in the Copper Man this morning, his thinking machine first, then his speech, and finally his action, so he would doubtless run perfectly until they had reached the Emerald City. The Copper Man and the Tin Man were good friends, and not so much alike as you might think. For one was alive, and the other moved by means of machinery. One was tall and angular, and the other short and round. You could love the Tin Man because he had a fine nature, kindly and simple, but the Machine Man you could only admire without loving, since to love such a thing as he was as impossible as to love a sewing machine or an automobile. Yet Tick-Tock was popular with the people of Oz because he was so trustworthy, reliable, and true. He was sure to do exactly what he was wound up to do at all times and in all circumstances. Perhaps it is better to be a machine that does its duty than a flesh-and-blood person who will not, for a dead truth is better than a live falsehood. About noon the travelers reached a large field of pumpkins, a vegetable quite appropriate to the yellow country of the Winkies, and some of the pumpkins which grew there were of remarkable size. Just before they entered upon this field they saw three little mounds that looked like graves, with a pretty headstone to each one of them. "'What is this?' asked Dorothy in wonder. "'It's Jack Pumpkinhead's private graveyard,' replied the tin woodman. "'But I thought nobody ever died in Oz,' she said. "'Nor do they, although if one is bad, he may be condemned and killed by the good citizens,' he answered. Dorothy ran over to the little graves and read the words engraved upon the tombstones. The first one said, here lies the mortal part of Jack Pumpkinhead, which spoiled April ninth. She then went to the next stone, which read, Here lies the mortal part of Jack Pumpkinhead, which spoiled October 2nd. On the third stone were carved these words, Here lies the mortal part of Jack Pumpkinhead, which spoiled January 24th. Poor Jack, sighed Dorothy. I'm sorry he had to die in three parts, for I hope to see him again. So you shall, declared the tin woodman, since he is still alive. Come with me to his house, for Jack is now a farmer and lives in this very pumpkin field. They walked over to a monstrous big hollow pumpkin, which had a door and windows cut through the rind. There was a stovepipe running through the stem, and six steps had been built leading up to the front door. They walked up to this door and looked in. Seated on a bench was a man clothed in a spotted shirt, a red vest, and faded blue trousers, whose body was merely sticks of wood jointed clumsily together. On his neck was set a round yellow pumpkin, with a face carved on it such as a boy often carves on a jack-lantern. The queer man was engaged in snapping slippery pumpkin seeds with his wooden fingers, trying to hit a target on the other side of the room with them. He did not know he had visitors until Dorothy exclaimed, "'Why, it's Jack Pumpkinhead himself!' He turned and saw them, and at once came forward to greet the little Kansas girl and Nick Chopper, and to be introduced to their new friends. 
Button Bright was at first rather shy with the quaint pumpkin head, but Jack's face was so jolly and smiling, being carved that way, that the boy soon grew to like him. I thought a while ago that you were buried in three parts, said Dorothy, but now I see you're just the same as ever. Not quite the same, my dear, for my mouth is a little more one-sided than it used to be, but pretty nearly the same. I've a new head, and this is the fourth one I've owned since Ozma first made me and brought me to life by sprinkling me with a magic powder. What became of the other heads, Jack? They spoiled, and I buried them, for they were not even fit for pies. Each time Ozma has carved me a new head just like the old one, and as my body is by far the largest part of me, I am still Jack Pumpkinhead, no matter how often I change my upper end. Once we had a dreadful time to find another pumpkin, as they were out of season, and so I was obliged to wear my old head a little longer than was strictly healthy. But after this sad experience, I resolved to raise pumpkins myself, so as never to be caught again without one handy. And now I have this fine field that you see before you. Some grow pretty big, too big to be used for heads, so I dug out this one and use it for a house. Isn't it damp? asked Dorothy. Not very. There isn't much left but the shell, you see, and it will last a long time yet. I think you are brighter than you used to be, Jack, said the tin woodman. Your last head was a stupid one. The seeds in this one are better, was the reply. Are you going to Ozma's party? asked Dorothy. Yes, said he. I wouldn't miss it for anything. Ozma's my parent, you know, because she built my body and carved my pumpkin head. I'll follow you to Emerald City tomorrow, where we shall meet again. I can't go today because I have to plant fresh pumpkin seeds and water the young vines. But give my love to Ozma and tell her I'll be there in time for the jubilation. We will, she promised, and then they all left him and resumed their journey. End of chapter 16 Jubilation There was the recap from what we listened to last week. I figured, you know, yeah. it was a little more than our typical five-minute break, but why not get back into it? Yeah. Awesome. So, um, yeah. So, uh, so tonight we're going to have chapters 17 and 18 for everybody. And they're, uh, more normal length. They're about 10 minutes a piece. So, and then we yeah. have, uh, something from the Blue Fairy book, uh, to listen to tonight. The, hmm. um,. The Bronze Ring. Yeah. So. Why not? That'll be good. And we might wrap a little bit early because I, I did not sleep well last night. And I got to get my listings done tonight. But we have a kiddo drop incoming. That's exciting. Yeah, so. it is. Yeah, well, um, what else do I want to say? I forget. Um, oh, Adam's asking if you're going to be doing the TV sound again sometime. We oh. Might Thanks. Um, yeah, I was going to say, we're going to have a fairy tale, because I miss fairy tales. And uh, yeah. this was before 
before um, we were critic I was criticized about <laughs> it. I, I really, you know, I like the stories, and uh, I figured since we're not doing two uh, Land of Oz, we might do one. So, yeah. Uh, well, we have we have time to do two Land of Oz and the Blue Fairy Book. So okay. So because cool. they're only ten minutes, and then the fairy tale is only twenty. So uh oh, look at this. The hungry tiger decides against Ooh. eating the kidlets. Oh, they're brutal. Look at that. <laughs> oh, oh, the kidlets. Gotta see that. Oh my heaven. Yeah, this it, the TV sound was fun. So I'm glad that uh, Adam remembers. Oh yeah. Adam. Re Number one fan of all things, <laughs> all things music. So. Um, especially, and Adam's got a soft spot for the 80s stuff as well. Um, yeah, who doesn't? Oh my god, look at the hungry tiger! He's like, he's really regretting that decision. Yeah, I, I don't know. I love the hungry tiger because he's just like, you know, somebody with anger issues or something. Like, he's just like, he's like, I'm always hungry, I could eat things, I could eat anything. Yeah. I could kill anything, but <laughs> but apparently he doesn't have his uh, kidlets are taking him down. But oh, yeah. um, yeah, he seems like ferocious. Like he's like, that's my nature. I'm ferocious. But no one would like me if I ate fat babies. Yeah, exactly. You know, very good. Love it. Love that's it so really much. Really cute. It's a cute picture. You guys got to get in the chat, the Discord chat room, uh, Radio for Humans chat room, Discord chat room. Uh, Foxfire posts a picture inspired by life or Oz or whatever she whatever she wants to do. Yeah. Whatever you want to do. Exactly. She does as she pleases. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, all right. Well, let's go ahead and without further ado, uh, get to it. Um, here's Road to Oz, Chapter 17. Chapter 17 Hi. of The Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 17 The Royal Chariot Arrives The neat yellow houses of the Winkies were now to be seen standing here and there along the roadway, giving the country a more cheerful and civilized look. They were farmhouses, though, and set far apart, for in the land of Oz there were no towns or villages except the magnificent Emerald City in its center. Hedges of evergreen or of yellow roses bordered the broad highway, and the farms showed the care of their industrious inhabitants. The nearer the travelers came to the great city, the more prosperous the country became, and they crossed many bridges over the sparkling streams and rivulets that watered the lands. As they walked leisurely along, the shaggy man said to the tin woodman, What sort of magic powder was it that made your friend the pumpkin head live? It was called the Powder of Life, was the answer, and it was invented by a crooked sorcerer who lived in the mountains of the North Country. A witch named Mombi got some of this powder from the crooked sorcerer and took it home with her. Ozma lived with the witch then, for it was before she became our princess, while Mombi had transformed her into the shape of a boy. Well, while Mombi was gone to the crooked sorcerers, the boy made this pumpkin-headed man to amuse himself, 
and also with the hope of frightening the witch with it when she returned. But Mombi was not scared, and she sprinkled the pumpkin head with her magic powder of life to see if the powder would work. Ozma was watching and saw the pumpkin head come to life, so that night she took the pepper box containing the powder and ran away with it and with Jack in search of adventures. Next day they found a wooden sawhorse standing by the roadside and sprinkled it with the powder. It came to life at once, and Jack Pumpkinhead rode the sawhorse to the Emerald City. What became of the sawhorse afterward? asked the shaggy man, much interested in this story. Oh, it's alive yet, and you will probably meet it presently in the Emerald City. Afterward, Ozma used the last of the powder to bring the flying gump to life, but as soon as it had carried her away from her enemies, the gump was taken apart, so it doesn't exist any more. It's too bad the powder of life was all used up, remarked the shaggy man. It would be a handy thing to have around. I'm not so sure of that, sir, answered the tin woodman. A while ago, the crooked sorcerer who invented the magic powder fell down a precipice and was killed. All his possessions went to a relative, an old woman named Dinah, who lives in the Emerald City. She went to the mountains where the sorcerer had lived and brought away everything she thought of value. Among them was a small bottle of the powder of life, but of course Dinah didn't know it was a magic powder at all. It happened she had once had a big blue bear for a pet, but the bear choked to death on a fishbone one day, and she loved it so dearly that Dinah made a rug of its skin, leaving the head and four paws on the hide. She kept the rug on the floor of her front parlor. I've seen rugs like that, said the shaggy man, nodding, but never one made from a blue bear. Well, continued the tin woodman, the old woman had an idea that the powder in the bottle must be moth powder, because it smelled something like moth powder. So one day she sprinkled it on her bear rug to keep the moths out of it. She said, looking lovingly at her skin, I wish my dear bear were alive again. To her horror, the bear rug at once came to life, having been sprinkled with the magic powder, and now this live bear rug is a great trial to her and makes her a lot of trouble. Why? asked the shaggy man. Well, it stands up on its four feet and walks all around and gets in the way, and that spoils it for a rug. It can't speak, although it is alive, for while his head might say words, it has no breath and a solid body to push the words out of its mouth. It's a very slimpy affair altogether, that bear rug, and the old woman is sorry it came to life. Every day she has to scold it and make it lie down flat on the portal floor to be walked upon. But sometimes when she goes to market, the rug will hump up its back skin and stand on its four feet and trot along after her. I should think Dinah would like that, said Dorothy. Well, she doesn't, because everyone knows it isn't a real bear, but just a hollow skin, and so of no actual use in the world except for a rug, answered the tin woodman. Therefore I believe it is a good thing that all the magic powder of life is now used up, as it cannot cause any more trouble. Perhaps you're right, said the shaggy man thoughtfully.
At noon they stopped at a farmhouse, where it delighted the farmer and his wife to be able to give them a good luncheon. The farm people knew Dorothy, having seen her when she was in the country before, and they treated the little girl with as much respect as they did the emperor, because she was a friend of the powerful Princess Ozma. They had not proceeded far after leaving this farmhouse before coming to a high bridge over a broad river. This river, the Tin Woodman informed them, was the boundary between the country of the Winkies and the territory of the Emerald City. The city itself was still a long way off, but all around it was a green meadow as pretty as a well-kept lawn, and in this were neither houses nor farms to spoil the beauty of the scene. From the top of the high bridge they could see far away the magnificent spires and splendid domes of the superb city, sparkling like brilliant jewels as they towered above the emerald walls. The shaggy man drew a deep breath of awe and amazement, for never had he dreamed that such a grand and beautiful place could exist, even in the fairy land of Oz. Polly was so pleased that her violet eyes sparkled like amethysts, and she danced away from her companions across the bridge and into a group of feathery trees lining both the roadsides. These trees she stopped to look at with pleasure and surprise, for their leaves were shaped like ostrich plumes, their feather edges beautifully curved, and all the plumes were tinted in the same dainty rainbow hues that appeared in Polychrome's own pretty gauze gown. "'Father ought to see these trees,' she murmured. "'They are almost as lovely as his own rainbows.' Then she gave a start of terror, for beneath the trees came stalking two great beasts, either one big enough to crush the little daughter of the rainbow with one blow of his paws, or to eat her up with one snap of his enormous jaws. One was a tawny lion, as tall as a horse nearly, the other a striped tiger, almost the same size. Polly was too frightened to scream or to stir. She stood still, with a wildly beating heart, until Dorothy rushed past her, and with a glad cry threw her arms around the huge lion's neck, hugging and kissing the beast with evident joy. "'Oh, I am so glad to see you again!' cried the little Kansas girl. "'And the hungry tiger, too. How fine you're both looking! Are you well and happy?' "'We certainly are, Dorothy,' answered the lion in a deep voice that sounded pleasant and kind. And we are greatly pleased that you have come to Ozma's party. It's going to be a grand affair, I promise you. There will be lots of fat babies at the celebration, I hear, remarked the hungry tiger, yawning so that his mouth opened dreadfully wide and showed all his big, sharp teeth. But of course I can't eat any of them. Is your conscience still in good order? asked Dorothy anxiously. Yes. It rules me like a tyrant, answered the tiger sorrowfully. I can imagine nothing more unpleasant than to own a conscience. And he winked slyly at his friend the lion. You're fooling me, said Dorothy with a laugh. I don't believe you'd eat a baby if you lost your conscience. Come here, Polly, she called, and be introduced to my friends. Polly advanced rather shyly. 
You have some queer friends, Dorothy, she said. The queerness doesn't matter so long as they're friends, was the answer. This is the cowardly lion, who isn't a coward at all, but just thinks he is. The wizard gave him some courage once, and he has part of it left. The lion bowed with great dignity to Polly. You are very lovely, my dear, said he. I hope we shall be friends when we are better acquainted. And this is the hungry tiger, continued Dorothy. He says he longs to eat fat babies, but the truth is he is never hungry at all, cause he gets plenty to eat, and I don't suppose he'd hurt anybody even if he was hungry. Hushed, Dorothy, whispered the tiger. You'll ruin my reputation if you are not more discreet. It isn't what we are, but what folks think we are that counts in this world. And come to think of it, Miss Polly would make a fine variegated breakfast, I'm sure. End of chapter 17 Well, that snuck up on me. So it, it's, it's not who we are, it's who other people think we are. I don't know about that. Maybe it is. I don't know. Uh... I, I think, uh, yeah, I think maybe recent events. It's might... a deep thought. It's a deep thought. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, you know, that, that that is interesting. That is, uh, um, yeah, that, that that's thought-provoking. It's kind of a timely uh, quote. Um but uh but yeah no that that's fun i we're getting in, we're getting good we're getting towards the end of this book too so um but yeah any other comments on this one this nice little reunion hmm um yeah i love the hungry tiger like i said big fan of him big yep. fan of the cowardly lion but they're Eating kind of the babies. cutest duo Eating fat babies. Yeah, that's all he talks about. He can't help it. That's true. That's true. That's all Tennessee talks about. All I could think of was Tennessee when uh, when he was yawning to show all of his terrible teeth. Yeah. Cause Tennessee likes to think about killing things. Like, he looks out. You know, he should be a very happy cat because he's got a big backyard to look at full of squirrels and birds, and we feed the birds, and Nice big windows. And he just thinks about murder all damn day. That's a yep. cat for you. It is true. So, um, but yeah. So, uh, well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's keep trucking and just go ahead and play the uh, the next chapter here. Got it all loaded up in the sound card. If I can just remember. The, yeah, there it is. Here it is. Here's chapter eighteen. Chapter eighteen of the Road to Oz by L. Frank Baum. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 18 The Emerald City The others now came up, and the tin woodman greeted the lion and the tiger cordially. Button Bright yelled for fear when Dorothy first took his hand and led him toward the great beasts. But the girl insisted they were kind and good, and so the boy mustered up his courage enough to pat their heads. After they had spoken to him gently, and he had looked into their intelligent eyes, his fear vanished entirely, and he was so delighted with the animals that he wanted to keep close to them and stroke their soft fur every minute. As for the shaggy man, 
He might have been afraid if he had met the beasts alone, or in any other country. But so many were the marvels in the land of Oz that he was no longer easily surprised, and Dorothy's friendship for the lion and tiger was enough to assure him they were safe companions. Toto barked at the cowardly lion in joyous greeting, for he knew the beast of old and loved him, and it was funny to see how gently the lion raised his huge paw to pat Toto's head. The little dog smelled of the tiger's nose, and the tiger politely shook paws with him, so they were quite likely to become firm friends. Tick-Tock and Bellina knew the beasts well, so merely bade them good day and asked after their healths and inquired about the Princess Ozma. Now it was seen that the cowardly lion and the hungry tiger were drawing behind them a splendid golden chariot, to which they were harnessed by golden cords. The body of the chariot was decorated on the outside with designs in clusters of sparkling emeralds, while inside it was lined with a green and gold satin, and the cushions of the seat were of green plush embroidered in gold with a crown underneath which was a monogram. "'Why, it's Ozma's own royal chariot!' exclaimed Dorothy. "'Yes,' said the cowardly lion. "'Ozma sent us to meet you here, for she feared you would be weary with your long walk, and she wished you to enter the city in a style becoming your exalted rank.' "'What?' cried Polly, looking at Dorothy curiously. "'Do you belong to the nobility?' "'Just in Oz I do,' said the child. "'Cause Ozma made me a princess, you know. "'But when I'm home in Kansas, I'm only just a country girl, "'and have to help with the churning and wipe the dishes "'while Aunt Em washes them. "'Do you have to help wash dishes on the rainbow, Polly?' "'No, dear,' answered Polychrome, smiling.' "'Well, I don't have to work any in Oz, either,' said Dorothy. "'It's kind of fun to be a princess once in a while, don't you think so?' "'Dorothy and Polychrome and Button-Bright are all to ride in the chariot,' said the Lion. "'So get in, my dears, and be careful not to mar the gold, or put your dusty feet on the embroidery.' Button-Bright was delighted to ride behind such a superb team, and he told Dorothy it made him feel like an actor in a circus. As the strides of the animals brought them nearer to Emerald City, everyone bowed respectfully to the children, as well as to the tin woodman, Tick-Tock, and the shaggy man who were following behind. The yellow hen had perched upon the back of the chariot, where she could tell Dorothy more about her wonderful chickens as they rode. And so the grand chariot came finally to the high wall surrounding the city, and paused before the magnificent jewel-studded gates. They were opened by a cheerful-looking little man, who wore green spectacles over his eyes. Dorothy introduced him to her friends as the guardian of the gates, and they noticed a big bunch of keys suspended on the golden chain that hung around his neck. Mute, please. The chariot passed through the outer gates into a fine arched chamber built in the thick wall, and through the inner gates into the streets of the Emerald City. Polychrome exclaimed in rapture at the wondrous beauty that met her eyes on every side as they drove through this stately and imposing city, 
the equal of which has never been discovered even in fairyland. Button Bright could only say, My! So amazing was the sight. But his eyes were wide open, and he tried to look in every direction at the same time, so as not to miss anything. The shaggy man was fairly astounded at what he saw, for the graceful and handsome buildings were covered with plates of gold, and set with emeralds so splendid and valuable that in any other part of the world any one of them would have been worth a fortune to its owner. The sidewalks were superb marble slabs, polished as smooth as glass, and the curbs that separated the walks from the broad street were also set with clustered emeralds. There were many people on these walks, men, women, and children, all dressed in handsome garments of silk or satin or velvet, with beautiful jewels. Better even than this, all seemed happy and contented, for their faces were smiling and free from care, and music and laughter might be heard on every side. "'Don't they work at all?' asked the shaggy man. "'To be sure they work,' replied the tin woodman. This fair city could not be built or cared for without labor, nor could the fruit and vegetables and other food be provided for the inhabitants to eat. But no one works more than half his time, and the people of Oz enjoy their labors as much as they do their play. "'It's wonderful,' declared the shaggy man. "'I do hope Ozma will let me live here.' The chariot, winding through many charming streets, paused before a building so vast and noble and elegant that even Button Bright guessed at once that it was the royal palace. Its gardens and ample grounds were surrounded by a separate wall, not so high or thick as the wall around the city, but more daintily designed and built all of green marble. The gates flew open as the chariot approached them, and the cowardly lion and hungry tiger trotted up a jeweled driveway to the front door of the palace and stopped short. "'Here we are,' said Dorothy gaily, and helped Button Bright from the chariot. Polychrome leaped out lightly after them, and they were greeted by a crowd of gorgeously dressed servants, who bowed low as the visitors mounted the marble steps. At their head was a pretty little maid with dark hair and eyes, dressed all in green, embroidered with silver. Dorothy ran up to her with evident pleasure and exclaimed, "'Oh, Jellia Jam, I'm so glad to see you again. Where's Ozma?' "'In her room, Your Highness,' replied the little maid demurely, for this was Ozma's favorite attendant. "'She wishes you to come to her as soon as you have rested and changed your dress, Princess Dorothy.' "'And you and your friends are to dine with her this evening. "'When is her birthday, Jellia?' asked the girl. "'Day after tomorrow, Your Highness. "'And where's the Scarecrow? "'He's gone into the Munchkin country to get some fresh straw to stuff himself with, "'in honor of Ozma's celebration,' replied the maid. "'He returns to the Emerald City tomorrow,' he said. "'By this time Tick-Tock, the Tin Woodman and the Shaggy Man had arrived, and the chariot had gone around to the back of the palace, Belina going with the Lion and Tiger to see her chickens after her absence from them. But Toto stayed close beside Dorothy. "'Come in, please,' said Jellia Jam. 
It shall be our pleasant duty to escort all of you to the rooms prepared for your use. The shaggy man hesitated. Dorothy had never known him to be ashamed of his shaggy looks before, but now that he was surrounded by so much magnificence and splendor, the shaggy man felt sadly out of place. Dorothy assured him that all her friends were welcome at Ozma's palace, so he carefully dusted his shaggy shoes with his shaggy handkerchief and entered the grand hall after the others. Tick-Tock lived at the royal palace, and the tin woodman always had the same room whenever he visited Ozma, so these two went at once to remove the dust of the journey from their shining bodies. Dorothy also had a pretty suite of rooms which she always occupied when in the Emerald City, but several servants walked ahead politely to show the way, although she was quite sure she could find the rooms herself. She took Button Bright with her, because he seemed too small to be left alone in such a big palace. But Jellia Jam herself ushered the beautiful Daughter of the Rainbow to her apartments, because it was easy to see that Polychrome was used to splendid palaces and was therefore entitled to especial attention. End of chapter 18 All right, there you go. Okay, excellent. So, and uh, kiddo drop, color drop. Oh. There you go. Oh, that so. looks nice, yeah. So, fun stuff to work with. Thank you again, Foxfire, for the excellent artwork, mm -hmm. as always. So cute. And, um, yeah, I, I love the idea that we... That, that she was happy with rainbow kidlets. So, because that's, uh, that, that's, you know, it's just always fun when the kidlets are in there because I know that I'm going to be able to put in whatever colors I want, you know. Um, yeah. Or at least, you know, one nice bright color to contrast against a darker one or vice versa, you know. So, um, yeah, so there we go. Um I don't know. Um, I'm I'm kind of fading fast, Susan, and I'm sorry. Yeah. Do, do you think we can end yeah. the show early tonight? Because mm -hmm. my eyes are getting really heavy, and I have to get my work done. And uh, and we'll we'll save the uh, the brass ring or whatever that is for next week, if you don't mind. Yeah, that's fine. So I I literally only got about four four and a half hours sleep. Uh, uh, the last, um, you know last night and uh took it's, a small it's been a little today. stressful it's been a lot a lot of things have been happening it's been a yeah. little stressful you know yeah. <laughs> like the foxfire is like that little red one is always vicious i think maybe i pick the you know the red one uh, to be super <laughs> vicious I, I i it's it's kind of more where they are in the picture for me than anything because yeah. a lot of times yeah. i'll change the color on it if it doesn't go right with the the background or what it's next to you know so um i like that they have so many expressive little faces yeah yeah so <laughs> but um but yeah so because i gotta get my um uh thank you adam new broadcast schedule for uh, january 12th is up for 2022 at com. um and uh yeah but i apologize to everybody i just uh, you can hear it in my voice that I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having, having a hard time keeping my eyes open. So, and, um, 
we're we're gonna have to figure out what we're doing for tonight because I guess still got some work to do. Um, but uh, but yeah, I hope everybody had a good time tonight. Let me run our outro music, uh, which is the same as the intro music. So shortest ev- episode ever. But we shortest will. Shortest episode ever. Yeah, okay. we will be on. Uh, just real quick, I'll say my lo- final piece. So we'll bet we'll be back on uh, time for go to bed tomorrow. Or I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> it came from Cle- <laughs> it came it came from Cleveland tomorrow. Yeah, uh, it's yeah. gonna be kind of a grab bag show because we don't have a lot of real standout birthdays. Um, so we're gonna talk about a lot of things that we've been watching on TV. Um, so it'll be fun, and we'll have audio and trailers and stuff like that. So. Uh, and yeah. um, some updates from that new space telescope from Miles as well. And uh, Susan, whatever you got, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, yeah, let's just wrap it up. Thanks. I'm glad to, you're all of importance to me. And I uh, wanted to say uh, RIP living in Long Island. So still thinking about you, buddy. Yeah, so yeah, sad. That's it. Uh, yes, and yes, you are all are all people of great importance to me and to that that idiot uh, <laughs> critic out there. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> You've never been a friend. Good night, everybody. Good night.